Hi, and welcome back to Listen, You Beautiful Bitch. We're a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. And I'm Hannah. I'm Sandra. I'm Katie. And Susie's dead. She dead. Died. Yeah. We knew we were going to have at least one casualty this weekend, and it was through then. She's a ghost. <laughs> I'm scared. She Did would come. She that? would haunt you. She's haunting the area, the ground, the grounds. <laughs> <laughs> She's haunting the grounds. <laughs> But it's really, really sad. We're sad. We are. Devastated. I'm so sad. Well, so we'll see if we can resurrect her for next week. But until then, RIP, sister. Mm-hmm. We've so, done it before. Mm-hmm. Pretty much pros at this point. Yeah. Mm, we're like super powerful witches. Yeah. It's like, it's mostly Katie. <laughs> <laughs> it's on me. Yeah, it is. I resurrected myself. That's true. Pretty so, cool. Top that. I resurrected a lot of shit last night oh, after yeah. the brunch. <laughs> Yeah, we, we really <laughs> flew too close to the sun this weekend. We like, sure did. That is the the best way to put it. <laughs> you just get a little too ahead of yourself, and next thing you know, you're four boats deep of shrimp and grits. And yeah. Little Debbie's the day before. So many little Debbie's. A pot of spaghetti, which... That's normal. I'm not going to lie. I looked at it in the fridge tonight, and I was like, oh, but cold leftover spaghetti sounds so fucking good right now. So good. <laughs> My gastrointestinal tracts, like, oh, girl, don't, please don't. I'm begging you. God, no, <laughs> Hannah, stop, no. <laughs> like, but, oh God, <laughs> maybe. And then your butt's like, don't, 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 no, no. Is that what but butts like sound like? Like, real tight. He's all, clenched real tight. See, I feel like butts are probably like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> Yours might be like, no. Yeah, after yeah. last night, it after is. definitely <laughs> more than likely. I haven't checked. <laughs> Do we have a mirror? <laughs> Just bend over and spread. Just bend over and be like gaping. <laughs> oh, cute. On that note, on that note, our question of this week to break the ice, since we clearly need it. Uh, what's the dumbest thing you've cried about recently, Katie? What's the dumbest thing you've cried about recently? Uh. Legitimate tears in the food lion aisle about how many calories and carbs are in a single pop tart. <laughs> how many are there? Uh, it's two hundred calories per pop tart and like twenty six grams of carbs, all sugar. There's no dietary fibers. Mm. And you know you're just in that mood where you just really, just really wanted a fucking pop tart. What's and your like, favorite? You can't just buy one. Uh, no, there's a hierarchy. I like unfrosted blueberry. What number one? A little bit of butter on it in the oven. Oh, honeys. It's With honey? So good. No, I was just telling you honey. But honestly, I might try that next time. That does sound good. Okay. Yeah. And then I like strawberry or cherry. Then I like the blue and purple crazy one. Mm-hmm. The wild. Wild berry. Wild berry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, cinnamon mm, brown, brown sugar. sugar. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. mine's s'mores. Ew. Top. No, God, no. What? I don't. You like unfrosted blueberry more than s'mores? Yes. She's a matterer. <laughs> I'm saying this is why you keep bringing people back to life. You are a witch. <laughs> you just watch out. Every Pop-Tart you eat for the rest of your life is going to be an unfrosted, untoasted something. Oh, God. 
store brand pop tart. Ooh, but I also like to break them up and pour milk over them and eat them with a spoon. Oh, okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, it's really good when they're hot, and then you get like the hot cold combo. Ah, uh, fuck me up. Mm-hmm. We should just go to the store and get pop tarts. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Hold that thought. No, God, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Jesus. I, I almost brought all the little debbies we have left over. I, I would have killed you. I know. That's why I didn't. I was like, I can't. Not do really. This. And I was like, well, you know, Mike might like them more. Like, no, just don't. don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> don't. Because I will eat them. I know. I, I didn't touch a single one of them today. I was so impressed with myself. I want an oatmeal cream pie. I mean, like right now. I know where you can find them, girl. In my kitchen. <laughs> you live right next to Target. <laughs> I'd have yeah. a problem. I've, I've already, said that before. I've already been to Target twice today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would do the same thing. I'm crying, or I was legitimately crying the other night at Justin Bieber's wedding video. Oh, that's was it just touching, or yeah, I was in my bed just thinking like, oh my god, this is so sweet, and then I just started crying like a lot. Okay, it was like a six minute long video, so it was like <laughs> the whole thing. Cried for six minutes. Yeah. Oh well, yesterday I cried in the car about the girl getting the golden ticket on X Factor. Yeah, I and cried then I cried on the way home, for thinking th- about it yeah, more. Yeah. No, yeah. I no, I listened to it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did cry during that, but I didn't feel like that was a dumb reason to cry. I was really proud of her. So I didn't use that as my dumb example, even though that was the most recent time mm-hmm. I had actual tears coming out of my eyeballs. <laughs> um, so probably the dumbest reason I cried recently, like with actual tears, was I came home and Maggie was just so happy to see me. Aww. And I was like, I don't deserve you. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like so genuinely thrilled to see me. And I'm like, why? I forget to leave the light on for you and I make you wait for your dinner. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's dumb. I'd say that's a natural. I just love her so much. I know. We don't deserve them. We don't. But they're put here for a reason. They're amazing. She, she's just my sweet baby angel. She's actually terrible, but I love her so much. It doesn't matter. Now we're going to talk about what we're crying about some more. We're <laughs> actually crying about. What we're about. really crying about. I'll start again. Uh, I'm well. Okay, first, picture it, Sicily, 1912. You got four friends who think it's a good idea to drive an hour and some change and go to a lot of breakfast food. Mm-hmm. They were right, <laughs> but also idea. they were very wrong. They were all very, very wrong. Um, I ate so much food that I hurt, mm-hmm. and I wanted to keep going because I wanted another cinnamon bun. Oh god. I so thought about it later so and I was like, I should have gotten two right off the rip. <laughs> I don't know if she would have given me one, but I should have asked, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I got home and I was like, eh. <laughs> I I could be hungry. And I was like, ah, I should be good. Should try to like not do it with the carbs. So I decided I was going to make two hot dogs. <laughs> like just the hot dogs. Still a good idea in yeah. my opinion. I love so, hot dogs. No, this is where it gets wild. I was like, no, I'm going to steam these, right? And so I did, steamed them, split them down the middle, stuffed it with cheese, steamed it some more. So the cheese got like melty, but not hard. It was delicious. Then I was eating. I'm like, you know what would be great on this? Saltine crackers. <laughs> I don't know. I, it gets weirder. So I like crumbled up some saltine crackers on my cut up hot dogs. And I was like, this is great. And then I was like, this would really just go to the next level. If I put barbecue sauce on it. And I did. And it was delicious. (laughs) And then my stomach literally hurt so bad from just the overload of pure garbage. Um, Well, then I thought it was a good idea to nightcap everything with a 
little can of prune juice. I was like, this is going to make tomorrow's morning constitution just, it's going to just, that's how it's going to sound when it comes out. <laughs> like a whisper. Yeah. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be like a ghost. You're not going to have to wipe, you know? Boy, was I wrong. Oh, man. It like congealed everything into like a solid mess. Oh, my God. My stomach hurt so bad. Like, yeah. so it was like, I can only imagine it's like what giving birth was like. <laughs> so all of this to say, I have PMS <laughs> and I'm constipated. <laughs> I was the same. Yeah. No, I didn't eat a hot dog with saltines on it and didn't stuff it with cheese or steam them or put barbecue sauce on them. <laughs> Good. There was no reason it should have been as good as it was. I felt like pure garbage eating it. I mean, I feel like everything you described was every reason it should be so good. Like, man, have y'all had a saltine cracker in a while? Oh god! Like them by themselves. Do you remember my dad? We were out there, and he was like, "You know what's the best snack? It's a saltine with a little butter on it." <laughs> yeah, boy, do I. And boy, Ryan was like, "Yeah." <laughs> such a weird conversation (laughs) well that's because ryan's legitimate favorite snack is saltine crackers with shredded cheese on top like like loose shredded cheese like you don't bake that or anything i like eating that out of the bag oh yeah Yeah. so do my dogs (laughs) (laughs) i am a dog (laughs) i'm the same food was like so good and last night I woke up in the middle of the night. Well, on the way back from the brunch. Well, let me rewind. <laughs> After the brunch thing, we went to Lucy's house. And I was like, can I get, can I pick up anything for anybody? And they were like, ramen, tostita, or um, taquitos. taquitos. I know this crowd. Pizza rolls. <laughs> and so I was like, ramen? Okay. So then we, I got all that. And we got at the house and I ate like ramen and all that. Drank a little wine. On the way home, we were like, you want to go to Wendy's? <laughs> Went to Wendy's, got the four for four, ate it all. It was like, cool, great. Got home, got in bed, took all my little vitamins at night. <laughs> like an hour On into a full sleep. stomach, though. That's how you're supposed to take vitamins. That's true. Well, you're right. You know, I was doing okay. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Woke up an hour later and I was like, I'm going to fucking throw up. I like ran to the bathroom. And then I was like, nope, I got to shit. And it was like a still like a nauseous feeling while I was having to poop. And I was like, oh, God, I, like pulled the trash can in front of me because I thought I was about to do both. But once the shit came out, I wasn't nauseous anymore. And I was like, that's disgusting. It was literally toxic inside of your body. <laughs> My body was like, get it out. <laughs> so gross. Did your pants fit better, better afterwards? Well, I just had underwear on with a t-shirt. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. always like. Man, you feel so good when you stand up and your jeans are a little bit looser. You're like, it wasn't me. It was the poop. It's I, true. I mean, it's it was a part of me, but now that part of me is gone. We don't talk about it anymore, except for right now. Like, it felt so good that it was gone that I sat there for a while because I was hoping another one would come. Like, another big submarine now, would be like, oh, what? Oh, you have a squatty body? No, I need one. Yeah, dude, you'll get that second submarine. <laughs> you know, because it'll change your life. We got one from my parents one year, and every time I go to their house, I'm like, I love this thing. I'm like, they're so cheap. Why can't I just fucking buy one or just make it with? Whatever. Books. Mm, books. Yeah. <laughs> Phone books. I, I keep these books in the bathroom to put my feet on when I have to take a poop. 
That's actually a life hack on BuzzFeed. <laughs> that's why people have books, like magazines to read. They're really just for them putting their feet up on. <laughs> you can bear down on. It's a shit stack. <laughs> it's a shit stack, yeah. <laughs> good. This is good. This is good. I needed this laugh. All right, well, I'm crying similarly. I had a car ha- hangover this morning. So yesterday, I mean, I felt disgusting, but didn't have the same sort of violent ends that you both had. Um, but I did have a major food baby and then got home, took a sweaty carb nap as soon as we got home from brunch. Like, oh, it was delightful. Mm-hmm. And then sat on the couch and literally ate creamsicle ice cream out of the tub and watched Batman for like four hours. I was like, this is my life now. But yeah, this morning I woke up and my body's like, so we need approximately 7,000 carbs or we can't survive anymore because that's the new standard. I was so fucking cranky and like everything was pissing me off. So this morning, like I didn't want to talk to any of my coworkers. I was like, I'm cleaning out my inbox, like solo activity, only cleaning out my inbox. No one talked to me. And like, as the day went on, it got a little better, but there was, there was time there where I was just in a mood, like M-E-W-D mood. Like, yeah, fuck everybody. So that was me this morning, but it got better. Things it got better until it didn't. Like right before I was supposed to leave for the podcast, <laughs> like I had all of the equipment. Um, I had to print out the outlines. My computer kept freezing up, and like literally, anytime I tried to scroll in the note to move it into the outline, it would just freeze for like ten seconds. And it was in like Russian. Yeah, and then I finally got it. it looked it was in English on my computer, but then when I printed it. It was like in Russian. And I was like, what the fuck? What kind of interference is this? Why do you care so much? Um, so, Oh, oh, the Russians. Mm-hmm. They're in. Something's going on with us. Yeah. We talked too much shit about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about to die. <laughs> oh, God. If, if Fidel Castro hasn't killed me by now, it's not going to happen. That's <laughs> kind of my thought. I talked a lot of shit in college. So today's topic is super exciting. We did the Myers-Briggs type indicator test. Yeah. Myers-Briggs or MBTI are the initials for that. So we all took our tests on, uh, what was it called? Crystal Nose. Crystal Nose. But then once we figured out what our personality types were, we actually went on truity.com and, you know, kind of wrote down our personalities in summary. So I did a little history on this test. So the original versions of the MBTI were constructed by two Americans, Catherine Cook Briggs and her daughter, Isabel Briggs Myers. It's based on the conceptual theory proposed by Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung. Jung? Jung? It's a J. It's a soft J. J Who had (laughs) speculated that people experience the world using four principal psychological functions, which are sensation, intuition, feeling, and thinking. And that one of these four functions is dominant for a person most of the time. That was off good old Wikipedia. So Catherine Briggs was a mother, you know, to her daughter, a mother to her daughter, (laughs) and a homemaker. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, And this is a little history I got uh, from another, it's actually NPR, but it's based on the book, The Personality Brokers, which is the strange history of Myers-Briggs and the birth of personality testings. Written by Merv M. Ray. Catherine Briggs (laughs) began what she called a cosmic laboratory of baby training in her Michigan living room in the early 1900s. She didn't know she was laying the groundwork for what would one day become a multi-million dollar industry. Uh, she was just 14 years old when she went to college. Wow. Oh. Yep. 
okay. and ended up graduating first in her class. She married the man who graduated just behind her, number two. <laughs> and while he became a scientist, she was expected to take care of the home at that time. But she was smarter than him. Mm. Womp, he was womp. still really smart. Number yeah. two. That's pretty good, too. But Basically, not number one. Not number one. And as Ricky Bobby would say, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> that is exactly what Ricky Bobby mm-hmm. would say. Shake and bang. Shake and bang. Shake and bang. This incredibly educated woman who was never expected to do anything but be a wife and mother, she wanted to figure out how to take those roles and professionalize them. She wanted to figure out how she could do something in her home that would be as rigorous and as important as what everybody thought her husband was doing in his laboratory. So she began studying children. And along with her daughter, Isabel Briggs Myers, created what became known as the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. The test is a series of questions designed to reveal a person's core personality type. Are you an extrovert or introvert? Sensing or intuitive? Thinking or feeling? Judging or perceiving? The intersection of these traits reveals one of 16 different types of personalities. So what she started to do was uh, gather the neighborhood children in her home, which this sounds just kind of crazy. Um, at the time, people were probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, she gathered children in her home and tested their personalities. She wanted to help them design programs of education that would help each one of them individually self-actualize. So she started by giving their parents a questionnaire, a forced choice questionnaire, which meant there were only two answers, A or B, and you had to choose one. They asked parents questions like, is your child calm or impulsive? Does he get upset very often or rarely? Does he sleep in your bed at night or sleep by himself? And then so on and so forth. And so a lot of these questions ended up, you know, was the origin for what the Myers-Briggs test is today. And for Catherine Briggs, it really was a spiritual quest. She was a deeply religious woman, and she believed that the only way to really save your soul was to figure out who you are and to live life according to that best version of yourself. The meaning of the letters. So we got introverted and extroverted. We got I and E. Uh, introverts are energized by spending quiet time alone or with a small group. They tend to be more reserved and thoughtful. Extroverts are energized by spending time with people and in busy, active surroundings. They tend to be more expressive and outspoken. So then we got S and N, sensing and intuition. Intuition with the capital N. <laughs> I was wondering earlier today, I was like, why is intuition an N? But they normally they capitalize that N in the word intuition. Oh, yeah. uh, sensors focus their five senses and are interested in information they can directly see, hear, feel, and so on. They tend to be hands-on learners and are often described as practical. Intuitives focus on a more abstract level of thinking. They are more interested in theories, patterns, and explanations. They are often more concerned with the future than the present and are often described as creative. Then we got T and F, thinking and feeling. Uh, Thinkers tend to make decisions with their heads. They're interested in finding the most logical, reasonable choice. Feelers tend to make decisions with their heart. They're interested in how a decision will affect people and whether it fits in with their core values. J and P is the last. We got judging and perceiving. Guys, the last letters. Guys, 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 guys. We're listening. I feel like my brain's short-circuiting and I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Judgers appreciate structure and order. They like things planned and dislike last-minute changes. Perceivers appreciate flexibility and spontaneity. 
Spontaneity. Yeah, you got it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> Webster. <laughs> they, <laughs> they like to leave things open so they can change their minds. So we all took our tests and we're going to talk about what are our Myers-Briggs types? Who wants to go first? Katie, kick us off. All right. I'm just leading the train everywhere today. So I am an ISTJ. A.K.A. The Inspector. I-S-T-J. I-S-T-J. So that is introverted, sensing, thinking, and judging. Well, we knew one of those at least. Yeah. And (laughs) as soon as Sandra read extrovert, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what she is. (laughs) Because polar opposite. (laughs) Um, So I-S-T-J indicates a person who is energized by time spent alone, a.k.a. introverted, who focuses on facts and details rather than ideas or concepts, sensing, who makes decisions based on logic and reason, thinking, and who prefer to be planned and organized rather than spontaneous and flexible, judging. Uh, I-T-S-Js are sometimes referred to as the inspector of personalities because they're focused on details and interest in doing things correctly. I-S-T-Js are responsible organizers driven to create and enforce order within systems institutions, and they are neat and orderly inside and out. <laughs> they, t- <laughs> they tend to have a procedure for everything they do reliable and dutiful istjs want to uphold tradition and follow regulations they are steady and productive contributors they are introverted i already said that um but rarely isolated typically istjs know where they belong in life and want to understand how they can participate in established organizations and systems they concern themselves with maintaining social order and making sure that all standards are met does sound like you all right so i am almost the polar opposite of katie except for i'm an infp aka the healer so an introverted intuitive feeling perceiver um so infps are imaginative idealists guided by their own core values and beliefs to a healer possibilities are paramount the realism of the moment is only of passing concern they see potential for a better future and pursuit and pursue truth and meaning with their own individual flair. INFPs are sensitive, caring, and compassionate, and are deeply concerned with the personal growth of themselves and others. Individual, individualistic and non-judgmental, INFPs believe that each person must find their own path. They enjoy spending time exploring their own ideas and values and are gently encouraging to others to do the same thing. INFPs are creative and often artistic. They enjoy finding new outlets for self-expression like starting a podcast there you go yeah i would say that's pretty spot on (laughs) yeah i ended up typing out like so much stuff it's interesting like it's really interesting y'all just what i got was an i nope yep okay what i got (laughs) was an enfj 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 it stands for extroverted intuitive feeling and judging which yeah, I do like, I like how judging actually meant um, organized. Yeah. I think that works because you work in research. I'm sense. very organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a person who is energized by time spent with others, I'm extroverted, focuses on ideas and concepts rather than facts and details, intuitive, uh, makes decisions based on their feelings. <laughs> yeah. And who prefers to be planned and organized rather than spontaneous and flexible, judging. Uh, sometimes my personality is referred to as the teacher personality because of their interest in helping others develop and grow. Um, ENFJs tend to be warm, genuine, and empathetic. 
generally persuasive and often helps people toward a better life. Queens, queens, that's queen, queen and king together. <laughs> <laughs> they are queens and kings of the social realm. True. And quickly read and establish rapport with others. True. Mm-hmm. Excel when it comes to reading people, quickly assessing and mirroring their emotions, expressions, and body language. ENFJs see it as their job to help others live more authentically and healthily. 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 It's like you just read right out of the little How to Be a Sandra. <laughs> little book of Sandra right there. And I actually found that I'm one of the most rare types. Really? 3% of the female population. Okay. I can see that. I don't know that I've ever met anybody else that's like you. No. Well, same with y'all. I'm five, To be honest. 5% of women have my personality type. Did you see yours? No. I, can, I can look yours up really fast. Uh, 7% of women... But 16% of men fall under this category. So it's more rare hmm. for women. I got that big dick energy. That's yeah, what that you means. You do. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Hell, right. hell, hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So some famous ISTJs include Queen Elizabeth II, Harry Truman, Warren Buffett, Queen Victoria, George H.W. Bush, and J.D. Rockefeller. Also George Washington. Oh, Ooh. Okay. And like a bunch of other presidents. So guess what I got? Barack Obama. Yeah. yeah. Kristen Wiig. Of course, of course she fucking <laughs> did. <up>. Yes. Kristen <laughs> fucking Wiig. Oprah Winfrey. Martin Luther King. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're in good company. I got George H.W. Bush. He's Aww. probably fun to hang out with, to be honest. Probably make some good chicken wings. He's an excellent painter. Oh, I didn't know that. W. Bush is a good painter. H.W. Yeah, it's George H.W. Bush. I thought H.W. was the first president. G.W was the son don't ask me i don't know well no it's george <laughs> hubert bush george hw bush's dad and then george hubert walker bush i trust you <clears throat> I don't... that's why they call him w i mean you yeah. got the w she, I was just she would G-W. know she's an istj we yeah. stick together <laughs> that's right if i could have voted i would not have voted for him <laughs> probably would at the time um, okay so some famous infps include princess diana audrey hepburn John Lennon, Kurt Cobain. Cool. Yeah, William Shakespeare. A.A. Milne. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Yep, Winnie the Pooh. Aw. And Isabel Briggs Myers, the creator of the Myers-Briggs type indicator. (gasps) What? Well, you're like a social worker. Yeah. Oh, no. It fit. Like, everything in this, I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is all. Yeah. And before, in the past, I've uh, tested as an INFJ. Mm -hmm. So I was, I really only have one letter change. Mm -hmm. And just a little more perceptive and a little less judge did you guys read the part that said how others see you oh no no is that on truity yeah yeah okay you read yours first i'm gonna find mine so enfjs are natural teachers often found organizing people to take part in some educational activity which i kind of was like i don't know i didn't i don't i've never wanted to be a teacher but i i think that you know i could have taken that different ways like i think teaching you could do that and not a profession yeah you can do that without being an educator yeah uh tend to take charge of situation and guide a group towards those activities and experiences Mm -hmm. see the potential in people i mean these are things i said earlier but um typically good communicators talented using words to connect with others they are perceptive about people and enjoy talking about relationships yeah yeah the the part about corralling everybody together and being like leading the charge that's a hundred percent 
anytime we go on a trip, it's like, Sandra, about the Airbnb. And you're like, I got it. I know exactly how much everybody owes for what days. I'm going to find the best Airbnb possible. (laughs) I found this quote uh, about my personality type. It says, when an ENFJ is present, no matter what the product or mission, the people involved will be important and the human dynamic will be made a central part of the process. Oh, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. (laughs) It is. This is not part of the Exactly Right Network. (laughs) Yet. Yet. Call us. (laughs) Okay. So mine says how others see INFP. Um, INFPs may initially seem cool and not cool as in like groovy, but cool as in like cold Hmm. as they reserve their most authentic thoughts and feelings for people they know well. They're reflective and often spiritual and often interested in having meaningful conversations about values, ethics, people, and personal growth. Which is funny because my job, I work for a company that's all about values. Yeah. Like that's literally our thing is assessing values. Anyway. Um, that is t- interesting. Yeah. Typically curious and open-minded. The healer continuously, continually seeks a deeper understanding of themselves and people around them. Da, 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 da. INFPs are sensitive and empathetic and engage themselves in a lifelong quest for meaning and authenticity. So the mundane aspects of life are of less interest to this type and they are more excited by interesting ideas than practical facts typically accept others without question and may take special interest in offbeat points of view or alternate lifestyles they often have a special affection for the arts especially the avant-garde and they love experiencing new concepts and self-expression so yeah yeah these are pretty spot on so it says for ITSJ, they have a serious conservative air about them. They want to follow. They want to know and follow the rules of the game, and typically seek out predictable surroundings where they understand their role. You may find the ISTJ doing something useful, even in a social situation. For instance, organizing coats or hats at a party, <laughs> as they are often more comfortable taking charge of a task than they are chatting up strangers. <laughs> when given something to do, they are highly dependable and follow through with it to the end. ITSJs are practical and no-nonsense and rarely call attention to themselves. Their clothes and possessions tend to be chosen based on utility rather than fashion, (laughs) and they have an affection for the classics. ISTJs typically speak in straightforward manner, and they have a good head for details. They They are usually more enthusiastic about sharing factual information than exploring abstract facts or unproven ideas. And then it said their hobbies are concentration games like chess or Trivial Pursuit, Watching sporting events, pursuing physical fitness, and playing solitary sports such as golf. We are also the most likely to have cardiac and hypertension problems. Interesting. And I am among the least likely of all types to suffer heart well, yeah, disease. yeah, because nothing bothers you, you cool so Where bitch. did you see that? Where did you see <laughs> the health stuff? Facts about INFPs. Oh, I have facts. I have facts. <laughs> <laughs> but then it says among the four highest types in college for GPAs. I believe I, that too. Damn. Yep. My hobbies were were uh, included organizing social events, yep. reading. Eh, I like reading. Okay, the arts, museums, storytelling, listening to music. Yeah, writing and gourmet cooking. I love cooking. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like reading from the book of Sandra. <laughs> really Facts about Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely of all types to cope with stress by exercising. Most likely of all types to believe in a higher spiritual power. Mm-hmm. Ranked by psychologists as among least likely to have trouble in school. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's got a little <laughs> bit Depends of on the trouble. I mean, like, you probably don't have social trouble in school. Yeah. Like, um, personal values include friendships, education and learning, creativity, community service. So, mine says, on personality trait measures... 
I score as artistic, reflective, careless, sensitive, flexible, and appreciative. I think those are all true, including careless. You don't have to lie to me. Um, among the least likely of all types to suffer heart disease. Hmm. Um, in men, among the least likely to report chronic pain. Uh, second <laughs> highest of all types to report marital dissatisfaction. Among most likely to have suicidal thoughts in college. Mine came after college. Thank you. Uh, tend to be more successful than the average in learning a foreign language. Among types most likely to be dissatisfied with their work. Also true. Not in this particular job, but in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, personal values include autonomy and creativity, which I thought was great because those are always in my like top 10 values. So mm-hmm. one of our values assessment at work is you choose the top 10 values that are most important to you, like your personal values. We need to take this test at some point. Mm-hmm. I'll send it because it's free. Um, and those like independence or autonomy and creativity are always on mine. And then over, I'm overrepresented in occupations in counseling, writing, and the wow. arts. Wow. You've literally done all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have. Have. And so a quote that I found, healers care deeply, passionately about a few special persons or a favorite cause. And their fervent aim is to bring peace to the world and wholeness to themselves and their loved ones. Oh, oh, oh. This is sweet. Oh, and then INFPs excel in fields that deal with the possibilities of people. What are your quotes, Katie? Here we go. ISTJ is a no frills, hard work, play hard type. They are seen as compulsive, hard charging, capable, and true to their word. Yup. <laughs> and then let's yep. see what careers it says I'd be good at. Oh, okay. No, this is what I thought was interesting. Where'd it go? Um, under strengths. It says perseverance and mm-hmm. loyalty. The loyalist is my Enneagram. Yes. And one so of the funny. things it says about relationships is that I will persevere through them even when I should give up. Yeah, it's funny. I really enjoyed, like, as I was going through the outline, how much of this overlapped with our Enneagram. Yeah. And that was one thing we should give a shout out for the crystalnose.com. Katie found that website. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one really where cool. you find your disc type, your Enneagram type, and your Myers-Briggs type. And they put it all in one place and you can really see like the overlaps and then it yeah. starts giving you common threads throughout. Um, let's see. Yeah. Some of my strengths, idealism, integrity, compromise, dedication. It's good. It's just, these are super spot on. I know. So, we- Ooh, weaknesses. In relationships. Sorry. My challenging opposite is the teacher. <gasps> Sandra. Challenging opposite the teacher and you, me, and you both. <laughs> Where are you finding these? Under the relationships tab, it says people of the following types represent the most potential for a personality clash and conflict with the ISTJ, but also the best opportunities for growth, which I feel is totally true. Since I met you guys, I really do feel like a completely different person. Yeah, I feel um, like you've come out, you've bloomed, I blossomed, budded. <laughs> my titties, my titties are just blooming. Um. <laughs> March is around the corner. Springtime. Spring is here. But it says because they're so different, their strengths are the ISTJ's weaknesses. Um, and if they're able to develop a relationship, they can learn a tremendous amount from each other. Wow. I, yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. We are. I'm very really different. curious to know what Susie is. I know. I wish she had built it out. Where did you find that? Was your intriguing, challenging opposites? Yeah. Mine is the ST. ISTP and the ISTJ. Uh, my challenging opposites are the ISTJ, <laughs> the inspector, um, the ESTP, which is the dynamo. I don't know what that is. 
Because people of these types are fundamentally have fundamentally different values and motivations from the INFPs, initially it may seem impossible to relate. But because they are so different, their strengths are the INFP's weaknesses. Yeah, same thing that Katie said. The provider is one that... Provider and the supervisor are all ones that I conflict with. I conflict with a lot of extroverted types, except for you. Good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But even if we conflict, we can help each other. There's opportunities and growth. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Did y'all look at your weaknesses? I don't want to be triggered. (laughs) Mine says leap before looking. (laughs) Passionate and headstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Overcommitment. That's more of a me issue. Struggles with making tough decisions. Yeah. And then too selfless. Prior towards other people. Yep. I I could see that. Mm -hmm. Mine are similar. Sensitivity, which is, let's see, I wonder, what do they mean by this? Because I don't feel like I'm a very sensitive person, but maybe I just mean that emotionally. Um, okay, yeah. it's, it's true. Um, so these feelings of sensitivity can lead them to feel vulnerable to disillusionment and powerful existential angst. All right, fine. Um, INFPs who venture enthusiastically out into the world can end up retreating into lethargy and depression when they discover their idealism isn't always shared or respected by others. <laughs> all right you have to come at me like that but (laughs) um impracticality selflessness vulnerability i think those are all pretty spot on my weaknesses again i feel seen and offended uh (laughs) stubbornness tactlessness which sometimes you just gotta tell it like it is and it just it just be like that they're not gonna listen if you don't just lay it out there uh guilt yes and resistance to change. Hard yes. And then it also said, I'm not going to be a very warm or affectionate parent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they had parenting styles. What? In relationships. Yeah. It says you're... So ENFJs take an active and enthusiastic role in guiding the development of their children. They have high expectations of their children and often envision bright futures for them. That sounds nice. Okay. <laughs> they t- oh, sorry. They may take their children's misbehavior personally, feeling that they have failed, which I could totally see that happening. Okay. Um, Mine says, ISTJs are firm in their expectations and consistent in, in enforcing rules. They rarely dote on their children, but provide stability, structure, and the practical necessities of life. Aww. They may be strict and often emphasize traditional values like responsibility, loyalty, and obedience. ISTJ parents want to pass on traditions to their children and teach them how to fit into society. They expect their children to be as dutiful as they are and concern themselves with teaching their children to work hard, respect authority, and care for their material possessions. Oh, I could see all of those. I'm going to be a mean mom for real. No, this is a good, that's a good thing. Those were good things. Yeah, those weren't bad, bad characteristics. Yeah, but Sandra's got like warm and loving, making every day like rainbow sunshine. Well, okay, well, here's mine. (laughs) We'll just we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah. My kids are probably gonna be stupid. Yeah, mine's, my house is gonna be a lawless wasteland. So, as parents, INFPs are caring, supportive, and adaptable. They rarely establish a strict or structured household, preferring instead to address problems and situations as they arise. That does sound like me. They often allow their children a lot of latitude and influence in making decisions, and may leave the creation and enforcement of household rules up to another parent. Children of INFPs often find that they have the freedom to express themselves and make their own decisions until they violate their INFP parents' values. When values are in question, the healer parent becomes firm and inflexible. 
So I feel like we're going to make a great lesbian like oh God, mom, Right? Papa. You're going to be bad cop. I'll be good cop. Yeah. They'll be creative, but also disciplined. I'll be the aunt. I know. Sandra's the fun aunt. Mm-hmm. This is we perfect. Aunt Sandra's in town. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was like when you came to my house on Saturday. Maggie's like, it's Aunt Sandra. <laughs> like, you were the first one. You're like, where's your pig? Because <laughs> like, Susie's like, that thing is so annoying. I hate that sound. And you're like, get it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I was there like, Maggie, don't get me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just let her do her thing. It's cool. She's fine. That pig thing is like crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. I meant to bring one for Sophie because I had, it came in a three pack. So I was going to get one for uh, Sophie. Please don't. Oh, I can be the cool aunt too. Okay. <laughs> you can be the, you, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. These are really interesting. And I know. Pretty spot on. And I do wish we had Susie's to read. Susie! Wake up. God. <laughs> Did you guys read any of the comments? No. First one on mine uh, is from EDP445. Not a verified user, but says, man, these are good tests. <laughs> <laughs> the R is just the letter. Oh, nope. man. And then there are the people who leave like really like well thought out, long, yeah. diligent responses that really deserve the... Man, there's like essays long. Yeah. Oh my god! So this—I don't know if this says something about my personality type. So um, the top comment is Shutterbug eighty three, not verified, <laughs> but she says seemed to be an INFP, studied photography, blah 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 blah. I had a plant business online, but wasn't profitable, so it's just a hobby now. And then the next one, two, three, four, four comments, five comments after that are all people talking to this lady about her plants. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> They're like, um, let's see. What's up? I bought some plants and they sort of aren't looking as healthy as they did initially. (laughs) (laughs) They got some weird looking flies too. Ha ha. Get in touch. And then someone says, if they're inside, it's probably a fungus gnat. Yeah. (laughs) If it's outside. Fungus gnat. Yeah. What do people do? I'm sorry. (laughs) How do you how do you have the time to get on here and and respond maybe too? like be like, Oh, someone commented. I got to go back. Do you get like a notification from Truity? Someone commented on your comment (laughs) on this overview of a personality type. Sorry. I'm judging (laughs) where I'm like, you know what? Let them live their lives. Sandra, whatever (laughs) cares if they're commenting online. This, there's a lady named Amy that says, wow. Yep. yep. I was concerned when I saw how rare we are. We make up 3% of the population. How interesting. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Remember, we need to keep putting our foot down and not let others bully us. <laughs> Did you write that? Are you Amy? <laughs> no, I'm not Amy. This was five months ago. One day. <laughs> I should reply and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, Amy. Oh, yeah, Amy. <laughs> you want to party later? <laughs> Yeah, these comments are wild. I just liked her different use of capitals. <laughs> this says, I've been taking this test every few months for about eight years, thinking it would help me define who I was and make it simple to plan my career. I always hated getting ISTJs and would often subconsciously answer, wish, wishfully thinking I would get an INFP, but hey. I always got an ISTJ. <laughs> I finally accepted that I am an ISTJ. I'll just keep progressing as my true and authentic self in my personal life. And in a few years, I hope to find my perfectly suited career. 
That makes me really happy. Too bad society frowns upon a lot of our characteristics. Maybe I would have accepted myself sooner if it weren't this way. Did you write that? (laughs) No. Did that sound like me? Parts of it really did. (laughs) I'm curious about our personality types and like sex. Oh, yeah. With because relationships. ENFJ. Like, I wonder if you can Google like ENFJ. Let's see. Challenging opposites. INFPs in love. Okay. Let's see. I don't know if that talks about sex. I don't know. I was just... Well, let's see. While you look it up, I'll read the in love and then we can... In relationships, the INFP is nurturing, empathetic, and loyal. Healers select their friends and partners carefully, looking for a strong bond and congruent values. They are self-aware and often spiritual. INFPs tend to be open-minded and accepting of another's behavior and preferences so long as their core values are not violated. They support their partner's individuality and encourage them to explore their interests and ideas. Um, let's see. INFPs look for ways to compromise and accommodate other people and often have creative solutions to interpersonal problems. They can be very sensitive, but often keep negative reactions to themselves. See, feel unseen because they are reluctant <laughs> to engage in confrontation. Okay. Uh, close and harmonious relationships are important to INFPs, although they also need a lot of independent time to think and reflect. They often want plenty of freedom to express themselves and pursue greater self-awareness. They value a partner who is committed and loving, yet provides them with the support they need to independently explore the mysteries of life. ENFJs are helpful and enthusiastically supportive. Yes. Motivated to understand their partners and to do what pleases them. Uh, they make great cheerleaders and will encourage their partners to develop and explore their potential. They're engaged and ready to help. Um, they want harmony above all else. Conflict is upsetting to ENFJs and they often avoid it, are very sensitive to criticism and can become highly emotional and even punishing when their feelings get hurt. (laughs) However, they have great insight about people, emotions, and motivations. They are often able to put this talent to use in resolving things. Uh, The ideal mate for an ENFJ appreciates their compassion, support, and dedication to helping others and makes an effort to understand the ENFJ's values and feelings. So mine just says that ISTJs have a strong respect for tradition and often assume typical gender roles. That isn't necessarily true with me. Um, But the female ISTJs usually end up caring for the home and the family. They value stability and tend to appreciate relationships and they can count on for the long term. Mm -hmm. They uh, tend to keep their promises and expect others to do the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ISTJs are resoundingly logical and can be stubborn once they've decided on the best course of action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They usually like things done their way. Big mm-hmm. Often the proper course of action is self-evident to the ISTJ, which, yes, duh, can you not see the easiest way to do everything? <laughs> like my way. Um, and have little patience for unconventional approaches. approaches. They tend to work hard to ensure that their families are provided for and that they are living up to their own expectations of what a good partner should be. They are typically most satisfied with a partner who can recognize and appreciate the hard work they put in and contribute to the household. So I found a website that has a bunch of sex stuff mm-hmm. for each of our personalities. That's what we're really here for. Come on. Yeah. So I'm going to read everybody's. Who's the nastiest? We're going to well, find out. I'm going to start with me first just because <laughs> I'm already here. Um, ENFJs are commitment seekers who rarely seek sex outside a stable relationship. Once you're in a committed bond, sex is an opportunity to care for the needs of your partner. Learn more about them and show love all wrapped into one. You can almost be too giving. Wink, wink. That said, your secret sensual side tends to come out. Secret sensual side <laughs> tends, tends to come out with sex, and you make a ton of time for it. 
than that. What do you ISTJ, here we go. Ooh, ISTJs are a bit shy when it comes to sex. You don't favor flings and prefer to get to know a person before opening up sexually. You're very concerned with your partner's satisfaction and will go extra lengths to ensure it's reached. You tend to feel sex improves with time and that it requires work to maintain a long-term sexual connection with your partner, but that's work you're willing to put in. Okay. Yeah. Yay, nay. I don't know what the side is, but. I'm going to like 50-50. INFP. Got it. I just went right to it, Hannah. <laughs> Sex preferences for INFPs operate on two levels, the here and now and the deep and passionate. Yes. <laughs> you're, happy, you're happy to engage in no strings casual sex so long as that person is kind, considerate, and giving. However, you're most at home in a relationship when you can attach feelings to the act itself. You love making sure your partner's satisfied, and you tend to make physical connection a crucial part of a relationship of relationship maintenance. Okay. Yeah. I could say that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Good find. Yeah. What Google will take yeah, you to. All right. <laughs> all right. I do I really do wish Susie had been here. Yeah. Susie come back to us because i think she's what do you think okay we should say what do we think susie is Ooh. i don't know Hold one on. girl's a feeler that's need, for sure i need yeah. the letters she's an f <laughs> she's a hard f i, I think the... she's probably an i s f uh, yeah i was definitely thinking s she's an introvert yeah i think so okay she needs her her alone time and and I think she's a, I think she's a P. So ISFP. Mm-hmm. Flexibility and spontaneity. Yeah. All right, Susie, when we bring you back, you're gonna have to listen to this episode and then you're gonna have to go take the test. Yeah. So let's assume that we're right because why not? So just a quick summary. The composer. Okay. Um, ISFPs are gentle caretakers who live in the present moment and enjoy their surroundings with cheerful, low key enthusiasm. They are flexible and spontaneous and like to go with the flow and enjoy what life has to offer. IS, ISFPs are quiet and unassuming and maybe hard to get to know. However, those who know them well, the ISFP is warm and friendly, eager to share in life's many experiences. Uh, here we go. ISFPs have a strong aesthetic sense and seek out beauty in their surroundings. They are attuned to sensory experience and often have a natural talent for arts. ISFPs especially excel at manipulating objects and may wield creative tools like paintbrushes, sculptors, knives, and sculptor's knives with great mastery. She paints. She does paint. And she look good. And she's got a strong aesthetic sense. Everything about Susie is aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And she is warm and friendly. Eager to share in life's many experiences. Mm-hmm. Flexible and spontaneous. Yeah. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it too. Take it again, Susie. We're texting her and she's like, I think I'm an INFJ. And we're like, She just said, I think I'm an INFJ. Yeah, I don't think she is. She yeah. needs to take it again. Oh, that's what you just... Oh, sorry. So we're texting her from the grave as as we're recording. I'm going to delete this. Okay. So, okay. Not all of it, but <laughs> texting from the grave. From the grave. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll make her take it. But our guess is ISFP, the composer for Susie. So what were um, our reactions to our results? You know, what hit too close to home for us? What parts were kind of like, eh? I mean. Mine is a situation of hammer, meat, nail. Like, <laughs> nail yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think it fits a lot better than the INFJ, which I also had previously gotten mm-hmm. so at one I. point. I wonder if there was like a 
a dummy site out there where everybody got INFJ at some point. Maybe. I mean, I, last time I took this, I was 18. So, I mean, I was an entirely different person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love being alone and like, I need my downtime. Like even yesterday, I need, like, I needed like two breaks <laughs> and then I needed to go home because <laughs> it was just too much. And, you know, it recharges me to be by myself. Need that. And then I love to plan. Like I need an itinerary for trips. I need to know what we're doing, where we're going, where we're eating, where we're sleeping, mm-hmm. who's sleeping where, who's bringing what, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's making the playlist, who's got the snacks, where are we stopping on the way? Are we seeing sights. What are we doing? I'm yeah. so excited to go on a road trip with you at the end of March. I literally have an app <laughs> to put our plans in. It's called Trip It. Okay, I'm excited. I'm- I tried to use that for our bachelorette, but none of the girls looked at it. <laughs> See, that would drive me fucking nuts. <laughs> I put so much work into this. Yeah. Um, and then I am pretty organized, but I'm also fucking lazy. So ten, shit tends to get unorganized, but then I feel like crazed by it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't fucking stand all this shit everywhere. Like I'm just going to pick all this stuff up and throw it away. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love purging. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. Ooh, I did my pajama drawer last night. And then I went to Old David and I was like, you know, what? I really just need some new pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw away all my favorite pairs. <laughs> I swear that's happened to me before. No, I literally had two pairs of pajamas in my hands and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) This is why you're broke. What would Dave say? He wouldn't be impressed. Um, But yeah, I also, you know, I like to weigh all my options and research what's going to be the best and the most value for my money. AKA I spent like two weeks researching which seven pack of leggings I should buy. Yep, you did. And I made the right choice. Did I not? (laughs) Yeah. Say to get Chad. Well, mine hit really close to home too. I mean, I'm extroverted. That's obvious, but I do enjoy alone time. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important to remember that they say that these are our personality traits most of the time. Yeah, but people, their personalities fall on a spectrum. We can all sure switch around. It does energize me though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the intuitive, you know, focuses on ideas and concepts rather than facts and details. I guess. I haven't thought much into that <laughs> that one. I mean, I do like I that's your answer right there. I do li- <laughs> I'm like I don't know. I haven't really gone into the details of that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I okay, there we go. Um I do make I'm 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 a feeler. I do make decisions based on my thought, my feelings, mm-hmm. and that's that type seven mm-hmm. Enneagram. Uh I prefer I do also prefer to be planned and organized. I'm like when we have a trip coming up, when we have an an event I like I love planning I love planning I loved planning my wedding that was like I just I don't know I like stuff like that not this fucking girl absolutely not so yeah yeah I mean I I feel like my I felt seen like 100% seen spot on with where I am in life and especially resonated with the like each person must find their own path not here to judge that was not a J I don't know how I got that the first time around like looking back I'm like how I'm a hard J I'm a I'm a hard P Hard P, which is the perceivers, appreciate flexibility and spontaneity. They like to leave things open so they can change their minds. That's, nope. yeah, that's me. I like spontaneity too. I don't know. See, this is interesting. But no, it's okay. So judges appreciate structure and order. They like things planned, dislike last minute changes. So, I mean, it's not like you're judging people. It's more of a organization type thing. Whereas I, I feel like I'm less organized most of the time and mm-hmm. 
tend to just like fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, that's kind of my gotcha, my vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I think I've said that three times in the past two days. Fuck it, we'll just do it live. I've heard, I've heard a lot of <laughs> it be like that <laughs> recently. Yeah, because sometimes it do be like it that. do be like that. <laughs> and I've been saying it, and I'm like, oh man, okay. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> and you do you. I mean, I feel like that's my motto for life, and that fits right into. You know what else is a really good one? It is what it is. It, my dad hates that one. It makes him so mad. He's like, Of course it is what it is. What else would it be? Oh, I said that in a meeting today. They were like, Why haven't these people been called? And I was like, You know what? It just is what it is. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I felt it, like whatever, mine was just like dead on. So what are our takeaways? What would we tell our younger selves about our personalities based on our Myers-Briggs experiences? I think it's pretty cool. I wish I would have taken it as a younger lad. <laughs> a young boy. Because <laughs> I was different. Yeah. Not that much different, but definitely different. And I wonder what it was at that point compared to today. Because I'm sure they change. Yeah. I mean, I felt I like know. when I took it, I was 19, I think, mm-hmm. the last time I took it. And I did get an INFJ. Um, and I, I think, you know, I took it in the beginning of college when I was trying to switch my major to. Because they had, our college career center had, like, the Myers-Briggs personality thing that you could do to help mm-hmm. figure out your major. Um, and I think I got INFJ then, too, because it was, like, I was an art major. And I got my results back. And they're like, you'd be a great art major. I'm like, no, fuck it. I, I'm, I'm trying not to be an art major. And... They recommended social work and counseling as well. So that was another reason I went into that. But um, I always really identified with it and like felt a lot of connection to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was nervous to retake the test. Like part of me didn't want to retake it because I'm like, nope, I know what I am. And I'm an INFJ and I'm a special little sunflower. Like absolutely not. And still INFP, like not a lot changed, but right. I think enough changed. And that's what I would tell my younger self. It's like it, your personality is going to change right. over time. And that's okay. It's a good mm-hmm. thing. It means that mm-hmm. you're growing and changing. So don't be scared of changing as a person just because you like who you used to be or you change is good. Yeah. Change is progress. Yeah. Don't, don't be so attached to that to who you used to be or to how mm-hmm. you used to see things that you don't change and grow mm-hmm. over time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, for my lesson to my younger self would be, Lots of presidents have been ISTJs, and that's cool, but fuck them. You do you, boo. <laughs> hey, I think you could be president one day. I got a lot of skeletons. <laughs> I mean, I did murder Susie. They all have them, and yet here, and we, yet, are. here we are. Here we are. Still it is are. what it is. <laughs> you know, if the cheetah can be president, I think I could do a pretty good job. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And you're manifesting money right now. All you need is a lot of money to be president. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. <It's> sad truth. <laughs> it, you're not wrong. It's... It do be like that. <laughs> oh, Susie responded. What did we say she was? We said she was an ISFP. <gasps> is, we yes! did it! Is she an ISFP? Yes! Oh my god! You know what? This would have been so fun to do before we knew each other's. That's oh, awesome. That's true if now we would have guessed beforehand. But look what we did. We we manifested it. We manifested it. <laughs> Susie, you're, and, and she, she's alive. She's alive. She texted us. <laughs> Actually, she, she just texted us, OMG, and then the skeleton face. So she's dead again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, of, of all of us, too, she is the most likely to be like, dead. 
so she manifests that a lot too. <laughs> We're killing it today, guys. God, that's amazing. <laughs> We're good at our stuff. Yeah, my lesson to my yourself really is, you know, like like Hannah said, uh, personality tests. No, that's not what you said. <laughs> what, what did I say, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> Your personality changes throughout life. That's fucking. <laughs> and this test is cool. It's fun. Do it. It's fun. It is fun. Learn about yourself a little bit more. Ask questions that you normally wouldn't ask yourself. Um, so let's talk about things that we like that are bringing us back to life. Um, I'll start again. Why not? I'm also loving breakfast food. <laughs> it was all real good yesterday. Full circle. We're bringing it back. Um, it w- <laughs> Sanders trying to hit the woe. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> Is that what you were trying to learn in the car last yeah. night? Yeah. Susie and I could not hear a single fucking word y'all were saying. <laughs> I could like see you doing the motions and we're like, what is she doing? Like, I don't know. It's like y'all are in a different car. <laughs> like, y'all have no idea. Like, we could like we could hear y'all talking, but we couldn't hear anything you were actually <laughs> saying. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. So we were like trying to figure it out and I was like, Do you know? She's like, I don't I don't know what she's doing. I'm loving the fact that I'm gonna know how to do the woe professionally <laughs> so soon. Well, kind of along those lines, I'm loving that Sandra's using Instagram now. She's using Instagram stories. She's going to show us her woe. <laughs> and I, I put that in the outline before she did that. So it's true. I really mean it. I'm very proud of you for moving to Instagram you know, away from Snapchat. Dabbling. But you're doing good. Like I'm, good. I'm like, oh my God, Sandra has a story. <laughs> so I'm proud of you for that. I'm also loving supporting other pod podcasts podcasts pod pod well, i put pods <laughs> okay i'm also loving supporting other podcasts on patreon i don't know why i've waited so long to do this um what's so patreon Pat- girl how many podcasts do you listen to and you have none of them ask you to support them on patreon Mm-mm. so it's essentially like a crowdsourcing type thing where podcasts can go on and you can donate and do like a monthly donation and it oh. helps support their podcast cool yeah so i this past week went on and supported sinisterhood and tapes from the dark side because they're both ones that i listen to a lot and i want extra content from them so cool giving them a little money helps them have the time and resources to do that good and i think i get stickers from sinisterhood i got a message from them earlier i need to go check it out um Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then I'm also loving our photo shoot with Abby this weekend. That oh, was that was awesome. So yeah. much fun. And she was amazing. So Abby Blair Thank Photography. You. Y'all go check her out on, on Instagram. Um, she's wedding photographer, but she's moving into the branding st- branding world. So she takes beautiful wedding photos, but she's moving into more branding work. And she did an amazing job. Just the previews. I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. I've looked at them so many times. I'm ashamed of how many times I've looked at those pictures. <laughs> I've changed my profile picture on literally everything. <laughs> I feel like we're in a girl band. It looks like we're in a girl band. Like they're, they're freaking awesome. They're amazing. I'm ready to see the rest. I know. I know. Because we did. I mean, it was like five hours worth of. Mm-hmm. And none of those had food in them. And we ate a lot of food. Spaghetti. And we still looked really good in those pics. Yeah, we did. Picks. Even after the food. Yeah. So. Abby did an amazing job and she was so much fun and she just got us and I really appreciate that. So that that's what I'm loving this week. I really was going to say I'm loving that I'm kickboxing again and that I got my new running shoes from Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet. Creepy foot doctor. Creepy foot. <laughs> Boo, creepy foot doctor. I smelled so bad and he was like, put your feet up right here. Take your socks off. He doesn't talk like that, but that's what they should talk like. <laughs> yes. 
And <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I just got done working out. This is bad. And I hadn't showered the night before because I was like, I'm just going to go kickboxing. And then yeah. I didn't think the Fleet Feet was going to be so, like, we're so close. Yeah, no, they, they touch your feet a lot. I mean, he gets down there and gets down to look at my arch and shit. And I'm like, you should not be there, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Podiatry is a... It's a very necessary art. Yeah. It is weird. But great shoes. I got some Brooks. I'm so ready to go for a run. It's raining. Probably going to go Wednesday, maybe. Okay. When it stops raining. You'll have to give us a full, full report. I'm ready to go. But I did learn something new that running shoes should be a size up. Oh, really? Because your feet swell when you run. Huh. I guess because there's so much blood. He said that's why I probably got a blister in my old pair of shoes. Oh, and because my arch, I should have been wearing a different insert in my right shoe. And I found out that my right foot is bigger than my left foot. Wow. So much learning. Just by like a half size, but still. Oh, yeah. Mine's like that. My right foot is bigger. <clears throat> so normally I'll get like, it depends on the brand of the shoe. But yeah, learned a lot, guys. Everyone should go to Fleet Feet. All right. Get your, get your feet fleeted. Do they make you stand <laughs> on that machine? Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool because then they take that whole like, it's like a picture, an image. Well, yeah. And they like use their algorithm to find yeah. like your perfect pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's oh let's go learn more about our feet together, you guys. I learned so much Aww. about my feet. I mean that's intimate. Like wrap that's this up. Wrap so up. next time we're talking about our periods. So if you're a guy listening to this and you don't want to hear about our periods, maybe skip the next episode. Or, I'm gonna be on mine. Oh, I probably will too. We're all starting to sync up. Coming at you live. Yeah. But I we feel like it's the most universal female experience in the world. Like no matter who you are, where you are, whatever lady's gonna get her period it's just what makes us who we are um and everyone's experience is different so even though we all have it it's all experienced in a different way so we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about the first time we got it weird times we got it how it affects us now so on and so forth um so a few housekeeping things until then first of all oops i i say we but i gave credit to the wrong person for the religion and spirituality recommendation Okay, so I gave credit to Kaylin Starfish on Instagram. She was the one who recommended part of our mental health series. Mm. Um, so that's why I had it confused in my head because it was like six months ago and I was going off memory. Um, so the actual person who recommended the religion and spirituality episode, which is one, it ended up being one of my favorites. Like I really enjoyed that yeah. way more than I expected to, um, was Instagram D-R-I-J-C-L-C. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for the recommendation. It put us outside of our comfort zone, but it ended up being really fun. And so also from Instagram, this one is a special surprise that I saved for y'all. So we have a follower on here called it's underscore re underscore bull with lots of U's and L's. But she is the one that left the comment saying how much she appreciated the episode because she was from Mormon land and right really felt like she could relate. So she left a really well thought out comment and very like made all our hearts happy. But she also went to, she took one for the team here, and went to the Decency, hashtag Unite to Fight Porn 2020 conference and concert. Oh, so she sent me a screenshot and she's like, is this worth $20 to go to? And I was like, absolutely, it's worth it. <laughs> I was like, if you are willing to go, then I will never discourage you. Um, so she said, I'm really torn between wanting to hear what they have to say and also not wanting to give $20 to something that I don't agree with. Living in Mormonlandia is hard. And so she said she was going to go for the pure entertainment value. So she went and yesterday at 7.50 p.m. she sent us an update. She goes, so I went to the anti-porn campaign. 
Oh my God. Oh, Hard God. stop. She goes, first off, <clears throat> it started as you would expect. They had a person get up and explain what the group is about, ending ending with the plight that is porn, destroying thousands of lives. Da, da, da. Um, it was quickly followed by the why we started this group, and it just went downhill from there. The woman who was the main speaker for our lovely little convention said that the reason she joined the group was her husband didn't want to have sex with her anymore because he'd become addicted to porn. It ruined their marriage because they just couldn't connect with each other spiritually or physically anymore. When they got divorced, her young daughter asked her why they were splitting, and she had to explain to her child that her father was addicted to pornography. And her child exclaimed, I hate porn. Someone needs to do something about it. (laughs) So that's when she joined the group because her daughter lost her hero to something as dubious as porn. Oh, man. Okay. She said, and that's when the psychologist got up to talk. Oh, God. She said, now I have a very healthy respect for psychology, but this lady was something else. She immediately hopped on her soapbox and stated that God will judge those who sin, and masturbating is a sin. Watching someone else have sex or do any of those self-degrading things done in porn is a sin. So immediately my brain shut off like it used to do in church, and I was considering doodling in my pamphlet, but this was for science, so I didn't. (laughs) then they went on to say that porn is the new tobacco and i won't lie the research they had about pornography addiction was pretty sound but that was for addiction and extensive use not for casual porn watching Um, but everything they said was that was scientific was quickly followed by some random statement like and god will judge you or this is a sin or some anecdote about some person whose life was destroyed by watching porn and has to fight every day to get their life together. She said afterward, they had a concert by a local Mormon band and I went home before the meet and greet because I just could not do it anymore. Though I will say the laughs I had on the way home were worth the $20 I spent. Oh my God. So this girl is our new hero. She's a researcher. Really took one for the team. And we are so, so, so grateful for you because this, that's amazing. Yeah. This is what we want in life. Like we want to hear what kind of experiences are out there. Mm hmm what people are saying right and how you feel about them sure. so this was like a perfect combination of our porn masturbation and religion and spirituality episodes all in one event and it's rebull you did it thank you so we love you thank you again a plus 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 on this book report killed it um so that's it as far as new content in the meantime until next week uh go follow us on instagram if you're not already at listen you beautiful bitch same thing on facebook And then rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, We really appreciate any kind of reviews that you can leave, especially if you're enjoying this. That just helps other people find us. And then the best thing you can do is tell a friend, spread Mm -hmm. it through word of mouth. Uh, We love knowing that people are out here listening. And yeah, send us a comment or a message. Like, It's literally one of my favorite things ever when people are like, it's so relatable. I feel like we're hanging out with our friends. Love that. Yeah, it's literally the only reason we do this. So (laughs) (laughs) come hang out with us. Um, until then, we love you. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Oh my God, it's Susie. Susan, no, <laughs> don't kill us. Ah! <laughs>